Hi, you're listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life with me, your host, Mimi Novik. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here with me. I have created this series for all of us so we can change our world together and live a more holistic and balanced life. Together, we will share lots of inspiring stories from all walks of life, speak with leading experts, enjoy healthy living ideas, explore music and subjects that inspire each other to always have hope. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. How are you all today? I hope that there are some wonderful moments, some beautiful moments. And also, I hope that you are conquering all those things that may have made you afraid or nervous or upset. Because in these days, it seems that a lot of people, including myself, I have to say, have had a lot of issues where there is a lot of fear going on. And that's something I think that is a huge obstacle to overcome. But when we realize that this fear, whatever it is from, you know, it could be about life, people, situations, anything. When we actually see that fear is actually an illusion, we are able to walk upon the path that is actually destined for us. And so many things in society now want to plant this fear. It's a strange world, really, that we live in at the moment. And courage has to be taken by the hand to rise above what is going on in this material world and actually to embrace the spirit, what is actually going on within us, because always what is going on within us is a reflection what is going outside in the world. So if we can conquer and survive and have the bravery to actually say to ourselves and say to the world, we are actually more powerful than anything that can be thrown towards us, we have ultimately succeeded. Now, I am absolutely delighted today to welcome a special guest who is all the way from India. And he is the very interesting and knowledgeable Shiv Mathur. Shiv is an author and a meditation teacher. Shiv was previously in the Indian Navy as an army commander. He has also worked in IT in senior positions with companies such as IBM, to name but one. In 2015, his life changed when he had a strong spiritual calling, which took him in the depths of the spiritual world. Shiv has a deep love for the Himalayas, and after his numerous visits there, he met several self-realized yogis. He has made many videos of these meetings with these remarkable people, as well as videos on meditation 
and spirituality, which appear on his YouTube channel, which has over 4 million views. He has also written three books. His mission is to share his knowledge with others so that people can transform their life through his workshops and seminars that he runs across the world. Today, he shares his wonderful journey. Welcome, dear Shiv. Thank you, Mimi. Thanks for the kind words and introducing me to your audience. Look forward oh. to this interesting discussion. Oh, thank you so much. And for everybody out there, where are you at the moment, Shiv? Yeah, I am based out of, presently I am based out of Pune. And uh, I, actually, I'm not really fixed to one place. Sometimes I'm in the Himalayas. Just a month back, I was in the Himalayas for three months. Before that, for a year, I was in Vrindavan, which is a spiritual holy place. Mm-hmm. And just two, three, two years, three years back, I was in Poland for three, two, three years. So, so I actually, last three, four years, I've been really moving around a lot. And now I, I myself don't know where I am. <laughs> I know you paused. You paused there because I know you're in India at the moment. Um, yes. But it's an interesting question when you say to people, um, well, where are you at the moment? And when people say that to me sometimes, I pause also and I say, what do you mean? You mean in my life or do you mean in the world? <laughs> so... Sometimes the most simplest question can evoke the strongest um, reactions, isn't it? Yeah, I have another answer to this. Uh, I am actually in the present moment. Well, this is the most wonderful reply. Indeed, we are children of the moment. Absolutely the truth. Absolutely the truth. And I think that when we try to look forward or to look back is when many of our issues, whether they be mental or spiritual or physical in some ways, occur, is when we don't actually embrace this very present moment, which is actually all that we have right now. Yes. So the life is, uh, we have been... Uh, designed to live in the present moment. We are supposed to live in the present moment. We forget that. We don't introspect. And we continue to not live in this moment, but only in the past and the future. And only if we take a pause and introspect and realize what we are doing, then only we can gradually bring that change in ourselves. And then there's a whole lot of it's not so simple uh, the way I say, but it takes time to do all this contemplation. And this is actually a spiritual practice to really figure out why are we living in future and past? Why not? So it, it's a big, it's a, it's initially, it looks like a complex process. Mm. Mm. Now, I want to come back to that, but before um, we do that, I would like you to tell us a little bit about, if we want to go back to the beginning now, as to how did you embark upon your spiritual journey? Because I know you had very high powered jobs. 
and you were a vice president or a president and you uh, of many corporations and you've done many many things and you were in the navy and you know very responsible jobs so how did it happen that here you are now following this path in your life yes some answers we don't have but what what probably i can think about think of logically and spiritually that there is always the journey of the soul and the journey of the soul is not this just this life probably there is something carried forward from the past life so maybe in the past life i was already on a spiritual path and might have reached somewhere and from there i was supposed to continue in this life and whatever has to happen in the life in our life will there there is always a time when it happens so probably my time came some 20 years back when i started thinking about uh, the yogis in the himalayas and uh, uh, how do they gain all the knowledge that's it is said that those yogis they get all the knowledge and they live in those remote places they have no books nothing but they get all the knowledge and all the people in the world flock to them for wisdom in search for real yogis Uh, though it's though it's different that you know we land up in front of different fake people uh, gurus and yogis but that's a different issue so that was one of my curiosity and uh, i also was looking thinking about the scriptures the vedas uh, uh, and i i heard that these vedas have all the wisdom and all even like bible or all the you know bible everybody knows but in india there is a loads of scriptures so that was another curiosity which came up and I, that's how my beginning happened but that was very it was very i mean I, it was not conspicuous that i am doing some spiritual uh, search but i started questioning about life and few few of my in situations in my life also started uh, you know triggered my questioning that what what i exactly i am doing for whom i am earning who belongs to you how do people live how do people live with different different layers of society and with economic background and despite having a good position have i really achieved something and what is the difference i have made so there are many uh, right questioning started and that was like a something called sadhana or practice where you are doing a great contemplation and introspection about everything you are happening in your life and doing in your life so you're very observant it's not it's not about being very observant and aware you should have to be very aware about uh, not just flowing like a you know like a uh, in a rat race but you are you know you're stepping out and trying to see so this is what i started doing and in 2015 some eight years back i had a very strong calling to the himalayas so this was like something like supernatural only i will say because you just don't get that stronger urge to go there and and then i started traveling uh, during my work i took vacations and uh, two two weeks and went to rishikesh the yoga capital of the world and started searching for these yogis to see what wisdom i can get so that's how it started and during those trips even in the very first trip itself i had some out of time and space experiences uh, where my mind went empty in one of the realized yogis cave who doesn't i mean he passed away in 1974 but that cave has some great vibrations 
it kind of purified my mind eliminated all the thoughts and took me to come in some kind of a thoughtless state and which continued like that like now i have a very good control over my mind i can remain thoughtless but if i'm doing something i am only thinking of that there's no other thought coming in so this this kind of thing and then some more experiences happened further in 16 and 17 and and they kept happening and i don't really care about those things because they are they do happen in this path there is a mm-hmm. reason for that and uh, i also understood and then i also wanted to share my experiences that uh, scientifically i am being an electrical engineer i also think with you know i have a background of modern science plus spirituality spiritual science so when you combine it probably it gives a good clarity so i could understood the whole process how this mind became empty the the science behind it and then i thought why not share with people and i did some experimentation tried teaching in europe because mostly europeans were coming to uh, rishikesh for learning yoga and all this and i thought they are not getting what they want so i thought let me go you know take it to the doorstep rather than they coming here and and as luck would have been i had to move to poland in 2019 and so my retreats and all started so that's my journey then with covid i had to stop then i came back in 20 then the last since 20 my life has been very turbulent uh, going through very complicated situation off and on and it's actually it's needed these uh, tough situations are needed it's like a test for you yes how do you indeed. deal with that and you have to come out uh, you know successful with flying flying colors so this is something uh, every situation in the learning life is a book so uh, if you are really spiritual then you have to be not perturbed by like on a whoever throws stones in the water but you don't uh, generate a wave <laughs> you remain undisturbed and unperturbed by what is happening externally because external world is illusion this realization is very important to have and that takes a lot of time it doesn't happen by talking or listening it, it you need to do a lot of contemplation <laughs> yes i mean it is a very high spiritual station to be um unaffected by this outside world because we are somehow part of it in the physical reality and yet somehow our real essence doesn't really belong here it is passing through now i want to ask you um about these yogis for people out there um that mm-hmm. will probably write in and ask me about it tell me a little bit about who these yogis are okay uh, so so the, i met some yogis and uh, i met uh, went to a place where the yogi had lived but uh, his teachings or his vibrations are there so you want me to talk about only the yogis who are living now in fact three um, of them are part whatever your experiences of them and it doesn't matter if you met them and they have now you know been veiled or you know a little bit about mm-hmm. who they are what they signify and you know the essence of them because they are because the real spiritually high people 
are pretty much you would never know because they're hidden these days um, to most people. They are hidden, I think. And they say that the saints have shut the doors and um, locked themselves up because of these turbulent times, although they're working on another level, of course. But a lot of people would not even realize that they'd met such a person. So I'm curious, and for people out there who would like to know about these people, um, what is your experience of them? Okay, I, I will. I understood your question. I will give you one example, which is very like a layman language. If you want to go buy apples, and if you know how to buy good apples, that's it's not the app responsible for being picked up. A good apple is not responsible for being picked up by you. You are responsible to pick up a good apple. So the uh, the beauty lies in the eye of the beholder, you know, and. Uh, so if uh, if we if we have that discriminatory ability, if we have worked, if we put an effort to do some discernment that what's good and good and bad, people still struggle to make the right decisions. So if you have worked, if you have done a lot of observation and contemplation, it's basically I, I'll use the word self inquiry. Uh, self inquiry is the most important part of a life, and uh, this practice which has to be done regularly and in very sincerely, truthfully, not with the ego. Because if we do self inquiry with ego, we will not reach. So when you are ripened, when you have reached certain level where you can actually resonate with the realized yogi, you will be able to find them. Now I will tell you one yogi. Uh, I, I did a lot of work. As I told you, in 2015, I went to Rishikesh. Mm. But before that, I was doing a lot of, couple of years, you know, around six, seven years of work where I was just doing questioning and getting a lot of answers. So, so when you, when I went to this place called Kedarnath, it is a very beautiful place, a very divine place. It looks out of the world. And it's the very famous temple of Lord Shiva here. And so I will not tell what, who's Lord Shiva and all because then I'll get into the digress from the topic. So I went to the temple 2018 and then I just came out and I saw one yogi sitting there. Now, no one was meeting him. There was crowd. There were 300, 400 people there, but nobody was meeting him. And I just, I, I went and spoke to him for about 15, 20 minutes. His video was on my channel. And just, I think last year he passed away and he was living there for 20 years and he was wearing clothes uh, with his hands and legs exposed in a minus four degree temperature. And he lives there 12, hour, 12, 12 months. And when that place is blocked by snow, but he used to live there. So I could identify him and he also told me something very uh, surprising that he said, only a true spiritual seeker can come near me. Nobody will come near me. So that was like <laughs> kind of some kind of validation for me that, okay, my path is going in the right direction and I'm probably progressing yeah. properly. And so so he, he's, and so, so I would say that if you are ready, uh, you will be able to find them. That's in a very nutshell, uh, you know, rather than trying to make a story out of it. But if, until, if you are not ready, like I will give you another example. You are a class 12 student. Now you want to, can you go and uh, some PhD professor can teach you? Uh, you know, so you are only, you have only class 12 high school, but uh, how can somebody from uh, a very big university, uh, you know, you think that person will teach you. You, you're not reached there. 
So here also in the spiritual world, uh, it is not organized. There are no schools. So unfortunately, it remains very undefined now uh, for whatever reasons. I think we have kind of culled the old system, which probably would have existed even to provide uh, teaching in the, in the spiritual realm. So, if, uh, so we have to see if we, as we evolve, as we get this intelligence or intuition, uh, we will connect, we will find them. There's a saying, isn't there, um, about all of this, is um, when the student is ready, the master yeah, exactly. appears. Mm. This is what I meant. Yeah. Mm. So this is yeah, the meaning of the student like, is ready. Yeah. And then I've seen a lot of people who are trying to move, but they want shortcuts. That's a natural tendency, tendency which a lot of us have that we feel to do something else in the materialistic world, we will put in a lot of effort, but for our own uh, human uh, uh, development as a human, we don't want to put that uh, effort. We don't know how much effort to put. So we want, to, I see people are looking for shortcuts. Uh, they, they, they feel the saint should come to them. They should not go. And if they don't find, they say they, are no, they don't exist. So this is a, like a uh, dichotomy we are trying to create and a, a self-inflicted paradox we are trying to create and justify that and then say, okay, this is a period now, end of it. Like, <laughs> so we have concluded uh, without really making an effort. So you, effort, achieving anything in life, as you said that I worked in... Uh, senior position. So uh, behind every achievement, whether it's in the professional life or personal life or spiritual life, there has to be a lot of effort. And I always believed in, uh, you know, I enjoyed my work. So when I chose this path evolved, I put all my, uh, you know, blood, blood and sweat and uh, everything, wholehearted effort to move into this. You know, like a lot of people do one leg here and one leg in the world. I have actually totally taken a plunge and uh, and then only you can achieve that. And I'm still still way ahead. So should I tell you also about one of the two yogis uh, I met? Yes, please. Because um, let me ask you, are hmm. true yogis that you see, they are hmm. revered as holy people, aren't they? Hmm. In some traditions, they are looked upon as highly elevated spiritual beings, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so they are they have left yes. and renounced the world because some holy people actually walk amongst us, but there are those that are, for example, in the Himalayas and in the mountains of different places around the globe that are actually completely alone. And to get to see them is very difficult. Some don't even show themselves. So are the ones that you have seen, are they the ones that have let the world go and just are there in their presence? Or are they um, people that actually mingle amongst us mere mortals? I have seen both kinds. I'll also tell you that why it's easy to find in Himalayas because Himalayas is a very different mountain. And it's, it is said that many yogis, you know, many means I really don't know the numbers, but many yogis in certain areas have done a lot of 
meditation practices and spiritual practices so there are the vibrations are very different and i i do feel because i have seen alps i have seen different mountains in europe also i've traveled to some 12 countries in europe but i've seen many mountains but this mountain always gives some different vibrations i don't know why and obviously i also had some spiritual out of time and space experiences in certain places and mm-hmm. even in, in in the presence of some of those so uh, uh, like there are both kind of yogis who are still mingling some are uh, not mingling and uh, now there is also uh, uh, because of this youtube there are many youtubers now who feel this is another market to find these yogis and make a video so because of that also there is some influx of youtubers to find these people but when i see the conversations so uh, those yogis have good knowledge but the guy who's questioning them is really not evolved so that conversation really doesn't come out well but uh, i have met uh, some yogis who are very evolved and self realized they are uh, completely isolated from the world they live in isolation and uh, but uh, even if they are there Uh, when some people are around but they still remain immersed in their own self they are very much established in their own self and it's not easy to live in those places in a cave with nothing and uh, like i have just started my own journey i had lived for 3 months in the himalayas right now and i just came back a month back and i'm planning to go back again to even more remote so the the uh, they live in austerity they live in simplicity and uh, why they go there is because of multiple reasons because uh, the world which we have created has many problems it, it can be pollution air pollution food adulteration and many 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 things you know the you, if given a choice if i realize that this this world is not the world i should live in what what is constantly being coming you know the modifications which are happening in the material world in this cities and Uh, is this really the environment i should be living so those who have realized and that's why they go to himalayas or uh, some remote places and live there because it uh, makes their life easier also these remote places where you cannot even find them which you are mentioning mm-hmm. and you cannot see so the more remote a place is more even difficult to adopt to the nature and uh, but the silence which it gives those places will really connect you to the silence and that silence is very divine and that divine silence will connect you to your consciousness to your soul and it will connect to you to god also you will actually realize that uh, what the world we are living in is does not exist you will have this uh, experience sometimes and they have they are in a constant experience those people are in a constant experience i have had those experiences once in a while uh, which makes you realize this world does not exist this is all uh, illusion explain world, that i understand but explain that a little bit more for people yeah in fact i just made a video which will be up scheduled to go uh, live after a few days uh, about what this world is an illusion now this mm. this is a very interesting thing a lot of people say this world is an illusion but what exactly does mean do you say that you don't exist or i don't exist we we do exist but why why the world is illusion because now there is another way people say 
so the the problem is how to interpret something some yogi or some saint said that this world is an illusion but how do you interpret it so probably he he did, he might have explained but now people are interpreting it differently so i will try to explain this now <laughs> it is also said that the mind is creating our own world isn't it hmm it's our mind which is creating the world so how is this world created a person who has disconnected with the whole external world suppose just giving an example of a yogi who lives in some remote place he has totally mentally renounced this world he is disconnected and for him this world doesn't really exist so now for those people uh, this world exist means the yogi is not thinking about anything external now he is focused on his tasks for his body and he is totally dependent on the nature because god never created uh, apartments or villas or a car which we are running after in the external world uh, god basically created provided everything this is very difficult to understand that god really provided everything if you look at the video of jora jintan she lives in sweden in the remote village somewhere she is living in those there are many people who go to off grid you know there are so many video of off grid so off grid is pretty much close to what these yogis have done so uh, the only thing is they are not these guys are not designated as yogis so uh, the mind is when the mind is create thinking of suppose 50 things the mind is thinking of some car that i have to buy a car mind is thinking of something something happened in your office mind is thinking of something which is happening in a relationship so all the thoughts the sum total of all the th- thoughts is your world at that point point of time and this is also illusion because all these thoughts are only assumptions and these thoughts are only bothering you and we have to realize that uh, we should not be bothered about what's happening externally because those thoughts are only creating worries these thoughts which come to our mind they don't change anything in the world the world continues to be the way it is and the situation doesn't changes by only thinking about that so what we are thinking is basically that is the world so that's why that's why it is said this this is an illusion and second, third thing is this everything external is transient it is all temporary like uh, suppose today your wife is happy uh, and so you're happy evening she is unhappy you are unhappy so all these things are also constantly changing so when you are reacting to the external it will not be constant because the external is completely transient tomorrow your boss is happy tomorrow your day will be good next day your boss is unhappy with you he shouts at you your your world will be bad and same source boss is another source of happiness and unhappiness so this external world is not really a source of happiness we have to realize this is a transient source of happiness and this is not eternal and permanent and constant so where is that constant source of happiness this is what has to be searched for and that is not external there the source has to be permanent we want happiness which should be permanent constant that cannot come from that anything which is transient and physical that the consciousness which what we are uh, we have to realize that and we are consciousness but we don't understand that we are consciousness but consciousness comes into the body 
and without this body we cannot recognize that consciousness so the body is just a uh, you know conglomeration of five elements through which the body is created and all other physical beings in this world have been created that's the creation of uh, material science but we are not this body we will this is perishable but we are a soul aren't we yeah. we are a soul um yeah. primarily it is the soul that actually moves the body because the body cannot move if there is no soul yes the soul is actually the mover it is actually the soul dancing in ecstasy and being connected to the divine that is why we mm-hmm. have this body to, as you said you know it houses this being and this essence but we still exist beyond the body yeah, so surely so, then surely yeah. then the answer to a lot of things is that we have to reconnect to the soul and then the soul becomes our guide and then that also the mind then becomes in a way its servant as opposed to the other way round if we're thinking 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 as you said about this about this about this then we're not in alignment with our true being yeah so uh, this is also needs to be understood that when we say that we are a soul a lot mm. of people will say that we are a soul we will probably agree we we all agree to that that we are a soul well we all right? have a soul don't we yeah so we all agree but this has to be experienced see the see, i'm trying to say say mention a very uh, very important point here that uh, mm-hmm. this has to be experienced and not just understood because uh, you know when we learn something we have we read a book we can uh, read a book we can listen to someone but the third way is that we experience it yes so till, mm-hmm. so till the time we don't experience the learning is not perfect and it doesn't get embedded inside it doesn't uh, uh, you know we don't start living it then till the time we don't experience it so to experience it we have to really do a lot of self inquiry maybe through the books or through the learning through a constant companionship through wise uh, conversations on a regular basis Uh, because how, how much of wise conversations are we having how much time we do do we give to our self development not enough i would say how much self inquiry do we do without that we will yeah so the, without that we will not get that experience do you think though shiv the quickest way i think to lift these veils of the physical world is through love yes so uh, now again uh, have you completed like i'm sorry i did i interrupt sorry did i interrupt you you completed the question uh, no no i completed saying? it i completed okay. it yes so uh, yeah love love is the essence of living human being Lo- love is the essence of living and but now we have to understand what is love because if you ask 10 people if you ask 10 audience or 20 audience they all will give different definition but love is a 
in my i what i will tell love is not physical love first of all <laughs> like we say love at first sight or <laughs> that yeah, yeah that's lust that's that's basically lust so we have to be uh, now here comes the discriminatory ability of people to really interpret every word correctly this is something very important the clarity and brevity about life is all mixed in the words and interpretation is something which is very very important so what love in my understanding love is a sum total of all the good human qualities if you are totally pure uh, this 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 is purification of mind what we are discussing is purification of mind and there is purification of body both together parallelly is needed actually that's what the yogi do so purification of mind is basically understanding that all my flaws are cleared you know removed and that's what needs contemplation observation and slowly slowly we have to work on our flaws and our, that's what and then we transform ourselves and as we purify as we become totally purified then the love which comes which which naturally flows today we are blocking the love we are we it's conditional today our love is conditioned by greed and ego and non caring selfishness and so many negative qualities if you become totally positive you become selfless very caring empathetic passionate egoless all that generous generous what not unconditional and when that, that when we reach that unconditional law uh, then you don't need anything else and how do we do love, that so we have to uh, do the self inquiry about our own self see the the human my job is to purify myself i cannot purify somebody else i can definitely guide someone direction hand hold for some time but if the other person is not putting in any effort and uh, you know trying to still run to these commercial meditation teachers or all that who are only selling techniques And they, because they are looking for shortcuts this needs some effort initially so if you have to do a self inquiry to find out your own flaws now who has really thought that what are my what all qualities a human supposed to have in my book i have created a human mirror where i have listed down some 45 40 40 45 qualities of humans and you can make a scale of uh, you know chart where you can start uh, you know assessing your own self you can only assess yourself and that's need self inquiry like today i did something was there a ego in this was i angry why was i angry did i do something bad here when when we start finding in our thoughts and actions that i am doing something bad then only you can uh, start preventing it slowly slowly with practice and this self inquiry is needed for about all your thoughts and actions to you know catch up all your flaws which are coming and as you practice this your mind the brain is now tuned to take a feedback and then you are able to prevent it and you have to use a will power so initially the will power will be weak but slowly slowly it will become strong because you are sincere you are really serious about transforming because you know if you transform you will only benefit nobody else it's ultimately you have to benefit so when this transformation starts and when you start finding flaws this self inquiry slowly slowly the purification happens your quality starts uh, tuning towards positive side you become selfless you become caring you become 
hard working you become you stop having expectations you start accepting you re- reduce our attachment so so many qualities are there are we attached or we are detached uh, so we have to understand the creation so a lot of self inquiry is needed it is not to, uh, i mean the like i taught in spain in 21 days and one yoga teacher training course so in 21 days it was good enough to really take people through the depths of each human quality we used to spend 90 minutes just discussing ego <laughs> then only people understood and then we take a lot of examples when people will ask questions so is that this, something this, that you teach shiv i was teaching in europe uh, i've conducted some retreats and workshops in few countries like i went to spain where i took a longest course of 21 days then i went to geneva and went to brussels then i went to where budapest then i was teaching mm-hmm. in warsaw because i was in warsaw i went to prague i taught in prague also antwerp so couple of places i went then covid came and it stopped and then i came back and then i was focusing on some of the videos which i was making because i thought this is another good medium to reach out so i made uh, very interesting videos but again videos are very random people will see five six videos then they will probably give up so it depends how sincere you are because i also learned a lot from the videos initially and mm-hmm. uh, these videos were of some of those famous yogis from india uh, swami vivekanand yoganand paramans whose book is very famous autobiography of a yogi then a couple of more saints and i used to uh, listen to their videos they very short 10 minute 5 minute video so every day i'll spend one or two day one or one or two videos so that became a practice for me and i started enjoying that and so a lot of learning came from there also and though i don't read books unfortunately but uh, now i am reading one book now which is a very high level of spiritual book so so what book is it how. may i ask this is called yog vashisht it is a conversation between uh, one god in india i don't know if you heard lord ram yes. in fact recently his temple is been inaugurated it's a big thing here so lord rama was a person who actually laid down the foundation of uh, humans how the human should live what are the uh, limits what are the uh, boundaries and what are the rules for a family for a husband for a for a son so he laid down the foundation so he's known by that name uh, the supreme per human uh, who lives you know who lives in the boundaries something like that it's in a hindi it's a hindi word so his the conversation with his guru so his guru was one uh, yogi sage vashisht who was supposed to be also a son of lord brahma the another lord so he was his guru and uh, so uh, you can imagine the avatar lord rama was avatar of lord vishnu but he has his guru who is a human and the, the very a deep spiritual conversation at a level of consciousness this entire conversation is about consciousness so it is not easy for people to understand who have not really experienced consciousness so it's it's a difficult book and i was reading in my native language hindi but even english is our native language kind of in fact i am better in english so i have just ordered the english version now because some of the words in hindi i am not able to understand so i am about to receive my english language book now it's it that's called supreme yoga supreme yoga Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and where can Supreme. we find your books my books are available on uh, in india it's available in 
Amazon, mm-hmm. India, and UN. What about around the world? Outside India, it's available on Amazon.com. Like, yeah, that's why I'm saying it's in America. It's available on Amazon.com, mm-hmm. Amazon.uk, France, Italy, all the geographies of Amazon. It's available. Then mm-hmm. through, I have published through Draft to Digital and through Ingram Spark. It's available in almost most of the stores all around the world, right? From New Zealand, Australia to UK to Sweden to every country in Europe, and uh, mm-hmm. I think all major bookstores in America, like in New York, Stand Bookstore or Walmart or or Gardners, and I don't remember the names of stores in London now. Okay, so it's wild, um, widely available around the world. Yeah, yeah, on my search. website. Yeah. On my website, uh, I have given about uh, there's a page about books, and there's another page about order books. In the page where I've written books, I have mentioned the three books and the table of content and what exactly those books are for. And then there is a page called order books where I've listed down all the stores which I am aware by searching online, googling mm-hmm. wherever my okay. name appears in against these bookstores. I have listed some hundred plus bookstores where it is available. So anybody wants to buy through. These bookstores, uh, they can buy there, but physical copy will not be there. You have to go online because okay. I'm not sure whether physical copies are there, but they are there on the web- websites. But if you want to buy it from Amazon, because I don't know the print quality of these two, which is better. Uh, so uh, you have to decide. Okay, so people which. can look on Amazon and put your name in Amazon and yeah. it should come up. Yeah, and the, what about yeah. Yeah, what yeah. about finding out more about your work? Where can people do that? I would say why I wrote the books was the reason that I thought I will document everything which I have experienced and learned mm-hmm. and through the book. It becomes structured because through uh, talks or classes or, uh, or through the YouTube channel, uh, people will not have the patience to listen to all the 100 uh, videos probably. And also in classes, sometimes there is a time limitation. Like In, in fact, my classes... In Warsaw, 90-minute class used to go for three three hours, you know. They, they Even they were very keen to continue, and I could also not stop it. The, the discussions are very deep. Uh, you know, you can talk and have a class mm-hmm. of five hours also, and you will not feel like coming out because it's very engrossing. Uh, because we have gone into depths of spirituality and human psychology. So but, It's a very uh, deep, it's a very deep subject, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very spirituality. deep Spirituality. And I think in a world now that is so far, um, from its own spiritual self, in a way, it, it's something that is very needed out there right now. Yes, somebody serious, uh, really serious and sincere. They will get it. I can tell you. I can bet. If somebody is really serious and sincere, they will get it. But but, but they uh, have no, to try. There's another delusion. We have to try. The problem is, they when whatever we try to do in life, there is always an illusion which comes in. So there, we have to navigate through a lot of fake stuff, fake teachers, fake stuff. A lot of fake stuff is there in the world. So even like if you go to Himalayas, you will find one good yogi, but you may find 10 fake yogis. You'll lose your time, but that's how things move. You know, that's, that's how it kind is. of effort. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like that. It so is, my books it's like are that. Good. <laughs> yeah, my books are a good direction, good uh, guidance and uh, mm-hmm. youtube videos also they can see and maybe they can always contact me i can always guide for me it's where like is a the best place to contact you they can contact me on whatsapp they can send me a mail uh, i do okay. get a lot and of you mails have a website, and don't you 
Yeah, I have my website. I have my contact details are given over there. So shivmathur.com. They can definitely contact me, and I can try my best to help them. Okay, and you know, <laughs> now as we approach the end, Shiv, I want to yeah. say it is such an interesting subject and something that, for people out there. Um, who are listening, and also for myself, it's it's a reminder again that you have to begin somewhere. You have to take that first step towards your own enlightenment. That is the most important thing. And from what I'm listening to you um, today is, if you are sincere in that quest, you will find the way. Yes, I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today, Shiv. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, Mimi, it was really uh, wonderful to talk, though, though it was like a drop in the ocean. But of course, of course. I mean, where do you begin? Where do you begin? But before you go, yeah. I wanted to say to you, because I have a love for the Himalayas, although I have not been as yet, but, um, mm. you know, you can look at the... Um, I always look at where people are listening to the podcast. And funnily enough, um, for the past few months, interestingly, it's been the Himalayas. It's been that area. So it's actually astonishing that here you are with your calling and your connection to the Himalayas and that a lot of people are listening um, to the podcast in the Himala Himalayas is incredible and I always think there's a reason for everything and somehow the divine plan puts people together that have this same yearning for this same path yeah yeah so uh, anybody needs any guidance in terms of coming to India going to Himalayas or need any other help I can also they can definitely reach out to me not a problem all right so when i make my trip to the himalayas i will contact you and you can sure. guide me as to where and how to do it yeah i can definitely do that i can definitely do that excellent with pleasure excellent. with pleasure oh thank you so much and i wish you i know in india it's the evening now i wish you a beautiful rest of the evening and i wish you all the very best shiv yeah, I also, thanks a lot, Mimi, for inviting me. And I also wish everyone, uh, you and uh, all your audience, uh, wish, uh, very good luck. And I would say God bless everyone. <laughs> oh, yes, God bless. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, Mimi. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Shiv a fascinating story. And I am really blessed to hear and share such wonderful stories with you. And I really appreciate all your wonderful comments on the show. It really means so much to me. Thank you so much for listening and do something beautiful for yourself today because you are all such beautiful souls. Until next time, look after yourselves and lots of love. Thank you for listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life, brought to you by your host, Mimi Novik. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music, and inspirational work, 
take a look at her website www.miminovic.co.uk